Welcome to the Raising Real Estate Standards Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Mark Mann. Technology is on the tip of the tongues of every real estate agent in our marketplace, in any marketplace. It's conversation when you pull up the um, different forums and different groups, it's, it's probably the top three conversations that are going on at any point in time around tech. How do you use it? What's the best? You know, how do I get better at it? Um, it's, it, it's the most talked about topic within real estate. And I, you know, I wanted to kind of dive deep into it and, um, we're going to talk about, uh, different, you know, different types of, um, technology and how it impacts our lives and how to best effectively use it. Um, but we're also going to talk about, uh, um, you know, the tech conversation or just conversations in general and uh, that, that generational gap that we have. Um, and so uh, um, sit back and uh, um, come along this ride with us. Yeah, and I'm just going to be completely honest with you. This stuff scares me. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that it kind of scares them as well. So um, just hang on and, and we'll see if we can get through it. But you were talking earlier, Mark, about the, the different generations that we have right now in the business and how technology uh, uh, is affected or how they are affected by the technology. Sure. Yeah. So let's kind of let's kind of walk backwards um, in, in those generations. And, and you know. When I go through this, I'm not talking about anybody in specific. I'm just talking about just in generalities. Um, um, so uh, you have your younger generation. Um, these are folks that um, are um, grew up, were born into tech. So tech was existing when they were born. They, you know, as as two year old toddlers, they could barely walk, but they could swipe open an iPhone and get to an app and play Angry Birds as quickly as anything. Um, these are folks that are. Um, you know, just that's their world. That's where they that's where they live. That's where they communicate. That's how them and their friends communicate. Um, and then you have that that middle of the road, middle aged generation. These are folks that you know weren't born into tech. You know, tech really wasn't there. They saw the Atari being uh, come out. I remember that. Um, so this is this really is your generation. It this is, is my generation. Yep, yep. Um, and while we weren't born into tech. Um, we saw tech develop at a young age, and so as adolescents, we 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 experienced it, and we saw it develop from very low level to very high level as as adults. Um, and we're adaptive; we can use it. It doesn't, you know, it may scare you, but it doesn't scare a lot of right. us in, in in this in this age. Um, and um, you know, we use it as tools. We use it as as means to be able to get from point A to point B, or, or, or communication here, and and able to help us. And then you have the older generation, and this is a generation that not only didn't grow up with it that as as young people, it really wasn't introduced into their world, as so far as we know, technology um, until they were adults. So. They're not pre-wired to understand the communication and the whys and the hows. Um, and so a lot of times this generation is slow to adopt, um, have a difficulty understanding the reasonings behind, um, but overall want to be engaged, but just just have a trouble getting there and getting proficient uh, in those in those mediums. Would you say there's like a um, – there's a – a little bit longer of a learning curve for that group because I feel like they want to get in there because they know it's part of it, but it may take a little bit a longer time to 
understand it and 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 learn it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to kind of paint this picture for you. So, I was having a conversation with an agent in our office uh, um, yesterday, and two of them were getting ready to come to the office, and they were going to film a, a TikTok, and they want to do it after hours. They said, "Ask feels fine. Yeah, go for it." So, these are some younger younger agents coming in to film a TikTok. Have a conversation with a gentleman that's our age, talking about the same situation. While he goes, yeah, I, I watch TikTok, I see it, but I'm not putting myself out there. I don't know how to, you know, dub, record myself, voiceovers and things of that nature. I think it's funny, I think it's great, and I'd love to do it, but I'm scared. And then that same conversation led to someone that's in the older generation, and we just asked the question, "Do you have TikTok?" And the question was, "Do I have a what?" Hmm. Do you have TikTok? Do I have a TikTok? <laughs> and the answer was no. I have no idea what that is. And I, you know, so these are three very distinct. And it was at that point in time that I really know, you know, realized that the three distinct um, generations are there when it comes to technology, and that and the those distinct um, differences in um, how you were raised, things that were there when you were growing up, also affect how you communicate. Yeah. Um, and it's important to understand that these th- that, that they exist, that these there's delineations here, but it's also super important to to take a step back, rise above and say, okay, because I know these differences exist, what am I doing to compensate to make sure that I'm communicating the way this person needs to be communicated with and vice versa? And everybody has to come to the table and, and understand that there are these differences. Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue is the communication piece. It's like, all right, so if I'm representing someone that falls into that kind of older kind of category, not to put ages on it or whatnot, but just isn't involved in, in technology that much, well, I'm not going to get on Facebook and message them or I'm probably not even going to text them. I'm going to pick up a phone and call them. Sure. And at the same token, the person that's that is needs to have the communication with is like, gosh, I don't have time to answer the phone. Why don't you just text me? I, you can you can get this done in, in in four words and an acronym, and we can get this thing knocked out. Right. Um, and so we've got to figure out how how these communications, um, um, how how people can communicate effectively. And I think, honestly it becomes just Mm self-awareness. We have to understand and hear it, and that's why I want to talk about it today, is there is a difference. And realize where you are in the continuum and know that while you're not wrong, you're also not right Mm -hmm. in how to communicate. Everybody has to come together and and put forth some effort to meet people kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Just because we're in the middle doesn't mean... We're always right, but we're always right. Yeah, I mean, and there's <laughs> there are pros and cons across the board. You know that you know um, on one side, you know, I like to do everything electronically, but it's hard for me to have a conversation face to face with somebody. Um, on the flip side, I'm missing a lot of people who are in the tech world, in the 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 Facebook verse, the metaverse, the the TikTok world, whatever. Um, and I'm afraid to get in there, but I'm missing that many people, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, again, awareness. This is self-awareness of where you are. Um, know who you're communicating with. Um, interagency or interagents working with one another. It's important for us to understand that, but kind of take a, a, a quick turn for a second and flip it, the communication with you and your client. Now, you're the professional. It's up to you to meet them where they are. You can't expect them to meet you where you are. So 
Um, if, if, if you are ready to handle transactions via text message and um, um, nothing but email and, and really quick messages, but you're dealing with someone who has a flip phone, let's just call it, you're not going to be able to meet them where you want to meet them. You're going to have to be self-aware and step up and, and develop some skills to meet them where they are. Having a phone conversation, sitting down at a, at a kitchen table and going over some things, and those are difficulties that, that you have to overcome as, as you're um, enhancing your skills. There's people out there going, are flip phones still a thing? I saw it the other day. There's still flip phones out there. I would like a flip as many times <laughs> as my phone buzzes and as many times as I get communicated with, a flip phone does not sound that bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on the same token, let's kind of take it for, uh, on, you know, we, I don't, this is not, you know, harping on one generation versus the other. You know, the, you know, someone that's in the, the um, uh, older generation that has a hard time in tech, if you've got a young client, that, that this is where they, you know, they're running and they're gunning and, and they're, you know, they want to just send them a text, send them this stuff, send the electronic signatures and let's just be done with it. You kind of need to step in and, and meet mm-hmm. them where they are. Yeah. And that's difficult. Um, and so practice. Have conversations. Have people help if, it, if, it's, if it's really a difficult situation. But just know that they're not bad because that's how they communicate. It's just how they communicate. Yeah, and it's just part of growing, too. I mean, change, change, evolution, it happens. It is, you know, it is what it is. And if you are, if you're, like, so stuck that I'm not doing this and, 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 and I'm just going to do uh, paper contracts forever, I'm going to meet you face-to-face, you know, as good as some of these things are, you're not going to hit everybody, and you've got to be able to change some to be able to meet other people's where they're at. Absolutely. Okay, let's, let's kind of flip, flip, uh, flip the switch a little bit. So we've, we've, we've talked about the generational piece. Let's kind of talk about some of the specifics of uh, uh, tech tools and tech things that um, uh, real estate agents today use, need, and, and, and what are some things that they need to um, kind of have in place to, to take the best use of those things? All right. So um, this is what I hear a lot because we talk about databases at our office. So um, take me through databases and then CRMs. I mean, there's so much in this world to focus on t- when you're putting together your contact list and your sphere. Absolutely. So um, I hear it all the time. What's the best CRM? My answer is the same every single time, regardless of who I'm talking to. The best CRM, customer relationship management um, software, is the one you use. Okay? Period, punctuation, the end. The one that you use or will use. Um, so there are CRM programs that are super complex, have all the bells and whistles, but you would need a, um, a degree from MIT to be able to operate. And then there are the ones that are don't have all the bells and whistles that are super easy, um, and and it's you know very easy to operate, but don't can't do a lot of things. Neither one of them are bad. Neither one of them are the best. But it's the one that you're going to use. Um, yeah, we're kind of back to the what you're comfortable with. You know, where are you at in um, in your how, how how you feel about tech? Sure. And um, if you feel like you can you're you're you can immerse in this then you're probably going to be using that crm that it may take a degree from mit sure but if you're not you may have to go a different different way absolutely and and so without getting into specifics of the different companies because i'm not here to promote a company um no company is going to is paying for us to do that so we're not going to do it but just use the one there's a lot of great ones out there um 
I will take us, you know, take this turn and and in my philosophy, um, you know, you guys know that Brian and I are with uh, a Remax organization, and uh, just recently Remax announced that they have navigated or making a change in their tech world. So I want to talk about that specifically, and um, you know, I think it's a good thing. So about. Four years ago, five years ago, a number of the real estate brokerages decided to go all in with tech. And what I mean by that is they decided to bring tech in-house. They've been purchasing off the shelf for their for their agents for a while. And so one after another, you know, you, you name it, they all all the big brokers just decided to either develop or buy technology companies. We're gonna be a tech company. Yes. Uh, and that was actually a statement by a brokerage at one of their big meetings. They are no longer a real estate firm, but we are going to be a tech company. Um, I, I, I just want to say, I, I go back to one thing that you always say. If you're going to make money in real estate, what is the best thing to do? You have to sell real estate. Correct. Right. So that being said, uh, focus. Um, real estate companies, real estate brokerages, um, I, in my opinion, lost focus. Mm-hmm. Um, they threw a lot of money. They, I mean, those cash was just rolling in, and these big brokerages threw a ton of money at these tech companies. Um, and fast forward four or five years later, most of them are are, are not doing well right. with with, the, with their tech stuff. You would go ask the agents that have to use the said products or have the opportunity to use those uh, products that were developed in house. They don't like them. They're not user friendly. They mm-hmm. were, you know, they were developed in a silo. They weren't developed with the uh, the the forethought that a technology company in and of itself has to do because then they have to go sell it to somebody. Mm-hmm. We had a, th- these brokerages had a captive audience. There was no, you know, there was an incentive to make it good, but there wasn't this incentive enough that they had to go sell it on the open market. They were just going to force feed it to their agents, right. um, and it didn't work. It didn't work in Remax. It was a flop. Uh, Remax decided that that was, you know, that that they were going to, um, they were the kind of the last to the table to to do that when they purchased uh, a technology company and probably spent in excess of eighty to a hundred million dollars trying to do it, um, but have made the decision that they are going to pick and you know pick some some high level stuff out of that, but then switch just to a, an organization that really does technology and CRMs at a high level, and I think that's probably a smart move, and I think you're probably going to see others end up down that road eventually. Focus on what you do best. If you are really, really good at, at promoting and developing real estate agents, focus on that. That's right. So and it, it focuses such a key. It is such a key. Um, but, you know, kind of pull back into to the tech world. So, so what are the, some of the things that, that, you know, as a, as a high-level philosophy of, of what you need to integrate into your business um, as either a brand new agent or a middle of the road agent or a, a seasoned agent. Um, it, my philosophy is tech cannot, should not be in between you and your client. Okay? Tech should not be in between you and your client. Technology and, and software and applications and artificial intelligence and workflows and project management tools, all these things that, that are available to us, it should be behind you encouraging you to engage your clients more. 
Mm-hmm. It should be taking care of, uh, of some tasks that are going to make you more efficient to allow you to deepen your relationship with your clients, not come in between them. You're using it as a tool to get to the end, not it's, it's going to get to the end itself. Correct, because at the end of the day, if you're using technology in between you and your clients, technology replaces you. Mm-hmm. You don't want technology to replace you because then you're out of a job. So use technology in a way that's going to enhance your ability to, to bring value to the table. Um, and, and it's, you can do it with, you, you can a, approach this in two different ways with the exact same tools and get completely different results. So it's about how you incorporate tech, what you're doing to, to utilize these, uh, um, these tools uh, along the way. You also talk about too, um, when you're using tech to, to kind of broaden your spectrum, don't be focused in one area because you never know when that one thing is going to change, evolve, or possibly go away. Absolutely. So I'm, I, for those you don't know, I'm a big Gary Vee fan, I'm a huge Gary Vee fan. I think he uh, puts out amazing content. I think he's super smart. He's very uh, thought forward. And if you go back and look at some of the things that he said over the years, you know, not everything he said is, 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 you know, come to fruition, but a lot of it has. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things that really kind of delves into the social media aspect of stuff, um, you don't need to be tied to one platform. If you're deciding to enter into um, social media as, as a form of advertising, as a form of client acquisition, client communication, um, and it's, it's a big part of your business, then you need to be diversified because you're giving control to not only one entity, you're also giving control to things that you can to, to something you can't control. A, the government can literally come in tomorrow, strike a rule down, have a judge make a judgment that literally will take your business and put it into the ground mm-hmm. if you are in one one uh, one platform. But if you're across multiple platforms, um, your your chances of the, of of those going away, all of them at the same time is almost nil. So having a cross platform uh, when it comes to social media stuff is important. So, all right, take a step back for a second on that note. So I'm, I'm in the middle generation, let's call it what we were talking about before. Um, Are we calling you the Facebook generation? There you go. The Facebook generation. (laughs) So how, what do I do? First of all, do I need to get on TikTok? And what do I need to do if I do? What what do I do to get on there? From from my understanding, it's just a bunch of uh, uh, young people doing dances. What, what what do I need to do? First, you ask yourself: Is is social media going to be where you're going to get a a lion's share or a a large part of your business? Because stay focused. Mm-hmm. That's the first question. Stay focused. Um, um, but then if, if you answer in the affirmative that, yes, social media is where I need to be, and I, I do, you know, I'm seeing dollars go this way, I'm seeing, eye, most important, eyeballs go this way, um, then, yeah, yeah, I would encourage you to, to, to look at and, and pursue all the avenues that are out there. Um, and most importantly, I, you know, I, I, I posted yesterday, and it was a, a, a repost of Gary Vee again, and, and it, it said, uh, stop overthinking and just go do. And then I added, get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that to this, you know, stop overthinking. If, if, if social media is where you want to be, or is, is where you're going to put some energy and effort, yes, go into TikTok, but don't overthink it. Be yourself. 
You know, that's the biggest thing about social media is being authentic because if you try to be somebody else because you see that they're they're getting likes, it's going to come across as, as cringy when you go to do it. Mm-hmm. So be yourself. Put yourself out there. Um, TikTok is not, at this point, a bunch of teeny bopper dances. Yes, they're there. That's what started it, and that's what's garnered a bunch of eyeballs. But then it, 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 it molds into morphs into other things. And there, there are, you know, our podcast is on there. Do we do dances? Nope. <laughs> if you see us doing dances, we've got a whole other problem. We've got some dances. They're just not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, so it's there. There's educational stuff. There's motivational stuff. There's funny stuff. Um, but it's TikTok's today. Facebook is still today. Twitter, I'm not sure ever was. Um, uh, Instagram, you know, is out there. Um, Snapchat. There's a ple- there's going to be the next one in two in a year or two. There's going to be another one, and the answer is: Do I need to be involved in that? Probably, probably. So, um, don't be scared, um, um, but you know, stay focused. Stay focused. If, That's the key. And, and you know, take a step back. Is social media for everybody? Nope. And don't try to fake it because if you fake it, everybody knows it. That's true. Um, and if you don't understand it, um, you know. And, and want to understand it, go, go, try. But if it's not for you and you're just doing it because everybody else is doing it, it's a waste of time. You can spend your time, energy, and uh, money somewhere else that's going to get a much better return. Yeah, and I'll, I want to add this too. I mean, just like everything else you do in your business, um, consistency is key. If you're going to do it, do it. And do it consistently. Don't, I'm going to put a few things on there, back off and be like, how come nobody's liking me? Or how come I'm not getting a phone call to go show a property or something? You've got to be consistent. You, everything you do is for the long term. And you got to look at it that way. Absolutely. It's funny you say that because uh, the same people I was having a conversation with about the, the generational TikTok comment, um, you know, it was, the, it was said by the young person um, you know, I'm thinking about doing uh, a tips Tuesday or something informational on Tuesdays um, um, for social media. And um, their leader, their team leader, looked at them and said, that's good. I think it's a great idea. I'm holding you accountable. Every single <laughs> Tuesday I want to see something. You ju- you do the first one. That's the first one of 52. I don't care if you're on vacation. I don't care. You do it every single whatever you commit to, you do it. Yeah. And that is where... Um, social media can really enhance your competency and your your uh, un, the, the the public's perception of your uh, knowledge of the industry. If you do something as rudimentary as if you do it consistently, time over time over time over time, the public, the consumer that you're trying to reach in the beginning, is going to um, really gravitate to you and expect that you're going to be delivering and that, and that when they're ready to do something, they've been immersed into your stuff. So they, they understand that, you know, what you're talking about. Yep. So, um, so tech in general, don't be scared of it. Um, um, know where you are in the generational, um, uh, you know, area know that, uh, um, there is a communication gap between you and the various other generations and be self-aware and do everything you can to, to help bridge that gap. Yep. So, guys, thank you for uh, joining us today on a, a, a quick tech talk and the Brian and Mark's uh, uh, take on uh, technology in the real estate world. Hope you have a great one. 
You've just listened to another episode of the Raising Real Estate Standards podcast. If you've benefited from what you've heard, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you rated, reviewed, and shared this episode. You can contact us at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, email us at info at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, and you can find us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the heading of Raising Real Estate Standards. 